You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable blade knives, fixed blade knives, and game processing kits. Now, we've all been there before, trying to field dress your wild game with a dull knife. This is where Outdoor Edge really steps in. With the Razor Safe system, you can have a brand new razor sharp blade with just the push of a button. No more dull blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off of your purchase. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. I don't know what what it's going to be. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be we we have or a great idea we're just going to roll with. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so we literally just hit we just finally sorted through in 5 minutes of planning this podcast, sorted through the next like four podcasts or four let's just say because one of these may not even like there's a very good chance that some of those that we mentioned don't even ever get released because we never record them because we always forget them and we're on to the next thing it's like oh this is a really good one this is a good timely let's hit this one yeah and then there's there's a long list of some that's like "Ah, that's not as good as what's fresh in my mind and there's some series out there that we've talked about doing for over a year that i'm like that'll be great well when are we gonna do them i don't know um, <laughs> when we have time. Yeah. So <laughs> this podcast, thanks, guys. Land of Legacy, we're back. Adam and Matt here, and we are uh, We're going to cover something um, hopefully as encouragement. Hopefully it can help some guys understand. And uh, hopefully we can peel back the curtain a little bit into the fact of, like, how Matt and I visualize properties. Yeah. Um, how we see things because uh, I, I think – if if people could see a property the way we see it, it would be a huge help. Like if, from a planning standpoint. Yeah, and and I, and I want to. I said as you're as you're saying that, and as we're doing and starting this podcast, we're saying this like from a from a humbling standpoint. As we're, I, I think it's just a gift. It's just a gift that that we've been given to be able to look at things a little bit differently, a property differently, and now we're just using that and turning it into a service. So it's not we're not sitting here slapping it, ourselves on the back and saying, Oh, we see things, we have a sixth sense and this and yeah. that. It's it's simply we we look light years out beyond the current situation. Well, not light years. 
Well, that's I guess that's because if light you years. looked light years out ahead of, well, of that's not a even property, the right uh, yeah terminology. That, yeah, we but, look months or years ahead when we see. Yeah. So like we're in our backyard right now, or my backyard. Not, not you know who would be together. upset with me right now? Who's that? Daniel Adams for saying that. Light years. Yeah, because because I always make fun of him because. Um, He's a he's a rocket scientist. Yeah. I always ask him or say, "Hey, dude, this isn't rocket science. You'll figure it out." Yeah. And he's like, "Stop!" He would be very disappointed that I that, I that you poorly use light years. Used, yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. You know who else would be disappointed in you? Kip right. Adams. Kip would too. Yeah. Because he's a critiquer on the language. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> he, so. he's, he'll have lots of critiques. Then by the end of this podcast, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, I hope he doesn't listen. I know he doesn't listen because I'd be getting emails if he did yeah, listen every week. That's true. You would. <laughs> so we're standing in my backyard, and I can look out and see a cattle pasture. Uh huh. And so for for what you may see or what. I used to see, and I'm saying this because for a lot of guys, we see it uh, like a guy who just bought a piece of ground. You see it differently than the way I see it. Not that I didn't see it the same way you saw it at some point. Correct. But through our work now, years of doing this, and literally the first time that we picked up a and used a drip torch on our family farm 15 15 plus years ago, I was trying to think of time frame when we started using drip torch. Because for that, it was matches and <laughs> propane tanks, yeah, or butane lighters. Um, that's when it started of seeing things like when I light a fire now. When we're doing prescribed fire, I'm not really necessarily seeing it. Like oh, I'm burning this. Let's look at the flame. I'm already starting to see the plant communities respond. Change, I'm seeing what it's going to look like yeah. uh, a few weeks from now, a month from now. Uh, or who's, a year from now. Who's using this two, three, four years from now because of yeah. that evolution of the plant communities changing through that short window of time? So, like, what I see is, like, we burned several several big units this year, and what I see is smoke now, flame now, ash when it's done, what it's going to look like in a few months, what it'll look like at the end of the summer, and then I can even fast forward and be like, I know pretty close what it's going to look like two years from now as we're prepping for the next fire. When are we coming back here? Gen- that that new ses- or that secessional yep. um, growth. Uh, it goes from very early to a little bit more perennial base, and then we burn it again. Yep. And uh, and so like I, we're standing in the backyard. As you look behind me, you can see fence line with multiflora rows. You can see overgrazed pasture, patches of of some weeds. Um, a lot of fescue, um, some poison hemlock remnant from the spring. You can see a few uh, hackberry sprouts and coralberry or buckbrush. You can see some maple. You can see even Looks some like winter a, creeper on my back fence that I'm trying to eradicate. It's like a little hedge cluster out in the pasture. Yeah, and so you see all that, and that's just, you know, I, I you could almost say one-dimensional. That's just that's just the way it is currently. And that's that's the many people see in the present. Yep. And that's what we're talking about. This is what we visually see today, not tomorrow. This is what we see right now. Yeah. If I were to, if my name would be on that deed and I owned that farm, what I would see when I look at it is my planning and how to execute. So what I would see if I'm the owner is I would see not the truck driving through it that just popped oh, into hey, the scene. Yep. Um, but I would see water somewhere, some sort of stock tank, tire tank, water, 
So there'd be an underground water line going out to the middle or even a couple of them near the middle. And I would see the fence line, um, the multiflow rows being sprayed. So I can visually see the sprayer on the back of the UTV or four-wheeler spraying out the basil or the foliar treatment of those multiflow rows. Then you see the water tanks, and then I see more... Um, I see polywire. Polywire and smaller paddocks. So yep. I see a more densely compact herd of cows, and I see longer rest period, um, so there's ultimately more diversity in the pasture. You know what Instead I can even see? Fescue, I can see the little... The little blooms of red clover right now. Right now, yep. And the and the kind of scattered around ragweed, giant yep. ragweed that's coming through because I'm I not really concerned about it. More clumpiness of the pasture. Know that's grazed, but know that's rested and coming back. And then and did then you hear that? that? The truck? No, the quail what? that's whistling in the future. I got headphones that, on. That's oh. what I see. <laughs> I was like, say, did I, you I really see hear it, it in my, in yeah, my yeah. head, or see I hear it, it in my head. Well, and, and as you were talking about that... <clears throat> We're going to get to our analogy in a second, but but for those people who are listening, it's all these elements that in our in our brain gets compartmentalized and almost categorized. And it's like, I think of, let's say you're using Onyx, and you can go in and you can select like the shape files and you can turn them on and off. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing in my brain. It's like, all right, I know all the elements that need to be there. Now let me remove and click the box of multiflora, gone. Let yeah. me add the box of waterline. There it is, present. Let me add the box of the high tensile or poly wire to to break up, and let me bring in the hurt. Like it's it's turning it on and off from what it is. So I I captured presently what was here that comprised the the base image. But once I've captured that, it's. The brain is adding all these features, so I no longer see it for what it is right now. It's all 100% what should it be, and how do we get there? Yep. Here are the elements that it's going to need to have. Here are the elements that we're going to need to take away. Here's how we're going to lay it out from top to bottom. This is the procedure, and then this is the time frame that we, that we take current base pasture that we just described and turn it into future pasture and those elements that we needed. That's right. But 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 this is where I think the rubber meets the road is once I took that image in and I know what we're working with, I left it there. I I, I don't see it for that anymore. For what it is. For what it is, what it is yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's 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 only about where it's going. And mm-hmm. I think that many landowners find themselves in a boat of not being able to visually interpret what they see to take the step beyond what it is that they always yeah. see. Yeah. And and we can have ideas and we can take these, oh, well, I wonder what it would be like to have that. Yeah. Well, I can visual, I can describe it to you. I can tell you the steps. I can tell So like, let's get there. But it's like, yeah, but but then there's like the... Well, what about this? Well, stop putting the roadblocks in front of you. Yeah. It's, it's like the self-imposed like speed bump, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we did this, but what about the continue down the line? So yeah. so what we talked about last night, and I, and I was working Friday morning, I guess, and this 
analogy or illustration just, uh, I don't even know, it just came to me and I just went with it and just made it up as I was going. But essentially... Sounds like a podcast. <laughs> it sounds just like this podcast. Sounds but, like every podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, I don't think we need to describe that. I think that they just know that <laughs> based, yeah. on, based on it. But I was talking with the landowner and it was a relatively new landowner um, and essentially I was walking through like what we were going to do that day and how we we're going to do it and what my what my goal was, what I wanted to achieve out of, out of the day. And I essentially said to him, think about it like this. You're new to this piece and pretend like we're making pizza. We both have dough. The dough of this pizza is the property. It's our base, right? We're working it. We're kneading it. That's, that's where you start, okay? So we both have dough. But the only difference is for you right now, you have the dough, and, and I've already made the pizza in my mind. Like I took, I know what the elements of the pizza are, and I visually put it together in the elements and laid it back out, and I'm, I'm here to paint the picture of the end result of pizza when it comes out of the oven and goes in the box. That's what I'm here to create, and, and I'm not leaving you at... at pizza dough making situation mm-hmm. i'm going to tell you how long it needs to cook you're given the recipe given the recipe the ingredients and and how to lay those ingredients out across the pizza i think when you and i were talking about it what i visualize or for 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 a lot of guys what they're seeing is everything on the counter all the ingredients on the counter and yeah. then we're giving them the recipe what we're seeing is the Instagram post of the amazing pizza. Yes. That's that's what I see. I see I see the end product and I've already just quickly in my head put the recipe through. I already know how I'm getting there. Yes. Yes. And and that's where our job as consultants is trying to train that landowner to not ask us, should I add this to the pizza? Should I add this to the pizza? No, 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 no. Stick with the ingredients that we're giving you because the pizza that we're creating is phenomenal. It's award-winning. It's it's amazing. But don't ask me if you want to add anchovies or pineapple. Like, focus on this pizza because all the other stuff can be distractions, easily cause distractions. Well, I think, I think that there's different and stages. By, and by that I mean... Time wasters. All the other time wasting. Should I what practice? What, what feed should I put in my feeder? I, yeah. Who cares? You pick. Yeah, I don't care. That's not going to get us anywhere. Right, right. And and I think that every every landowner right is at the different stage of how to make the pizza too. So so some of them may only see the dough and know that I have a recreational property. We work with those people. Yeah, we. It doesn't matter where you come to us at, which point, and maybe you, maybe you've put the pizza sauce on the pizza. Maybe you've added cheese and selected this type. Call us. We're gonna help you take it from there to the finished product. It doesn't matter where you are in the process of 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 property um, improvements, enhancements, understanding what it is that you own. It doesn't matter. We're gonna take you from whether it is turning the dough into an actual pizza, rolling it out, spinning it, tossing it, whatever, to the specialty personal pizza. And that's the way we see a property. I know where yeah. the elements are going to go. Like, I, I, 
when I'm done with the property, are there, are there, and we, and we talk about this too. I, I think that, I think that honestly, I don't want to say, I, well, I'll, I'll say it. some other consultants are very affirmative and say, well, this is what it needs to be. And I could put together this plan in 10 minutes. I can, you know, here's an aerial, here's this, it's going to be that, it's going to be that. Well, yes, sure. But, but is that the best end product? Because we're, we're trying to make this giant, perfect, well-executed pizza. And, and as we see what the pizza is going to look like, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to, at the end of a consultation, I might move a pepperoni slice over here. I might, I might, I might add more sausage <laughs> through the pizza and, once I get back. Like, and that's I, the 220 grit mindset we talk yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. So, so to be that affirmative in such a short amount of time doesn't really make much sense because you're not leaving yourself room for creativity, I, sh- I guess you should say. And so you might have this understanding of what it is, the direction you're going, but but I think that you have to leave room for that creativity and the things to change and develop some. But essentially, we see a property for what it is for a very short time frame and then automatically becomes... Where are we taking it and how are we getting there? Yeah. And I don't I don't want to say that we forget about what the base is because we don't because we use what the base is to build it. However, many properties that we see, they we have to change them because habitat is poor. So I don't want to disregard it, but in my mind, I'm not focused on it. I know mm-hmm. where you're coming from, but I'm already five years down the road because this is what it needs to be. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that that is a, an important feature aspect to talk about from what it is we do. Cause we do get a lot of people who are analysis paralysis, right? And, yeah. and it's like, yes, because you can't see it beyond the dough. Yeah. That's where we come in and help. We help paint this picture of what, what it is. And then we, then we, deliver the roadmap in, in the form of a management plan or, or, yeah. or maps, whatever. But you've got to be able to take it beyond what it currently is. And and we see people who own a property for a couple months. We also see people who have owned properties for 15 years. And sure, property changes over time, right? We always say habitat or whatever change is going to happen. Even if you don't physically do anything, things are going to progress. Things are going to change. Yeah. But not to the degree if you actually step in and 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 change things purposefully, totally. intentionally. And use so, the so correct management practices. The guy who's owned a place for 15 years, he's like, yeah, not much has really changed since I owned it. Okay. That's a problem. If because you're not seeing it. But yeah, because because you've owned it for 15 years and you can't see it for what you... You can't see it for what it... Um, is because of all the memories of all the expectations you you you've just accepted it. Yeah. You've accepted it for the last 15 years and you can't take the dough and make a pizza anymore. You just can't because it's always been just the dough. Mhm. What what kills me and and there's actually a guy on social media that uh he tries to engage conversation with me. He's an older gentleman. When we talk about we make a post about turkey numbers declining and how turkeys are really struggling right now. And he'll say, 
why was turkey numbers so amazing back in the 90s and the habitat hasn't changed from then to today? That was 30 years ago. 30 years! 30 years! And I want to say, changed and I'm always like, <laughs> you know, I won't say his name, but I'm like, you know, they haven't legalized that stuff in Missouri yet, right? <laughs> this isn't Colorado. <laughs> like, stop smoking it. Yeah. It's totally different. It is. Just because your eyes can't see it, remove the stubbornness from your eyes and look at how much has changed. I'm only 32. Yeah. No. No, you're not. I'm 33. And I'll be 34 at the end of this month. Say it. Yeah. I'm only 33. No, 32 sounds better. I'm only 32. <laughs> Let's go with it. <laughs> And oh, I've right, seen change in the last 10 years. That's right. You're held back for that one year, so you get to – I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Right. But in, even in even in 10 years – I mean, even the property that yeah. we're looking at has changed in th – I've, I've been here three or four years in this house. And, right. You know, when we first moved in, there was quail back here. Now I haven't heard a quail since that year. There hasn't been nearly that progression of the multiflora rows along along that fence row. Mm -mm. There was, was maybe a, a few tiny clumps. Now they've taken – over portions of the fence line. And the grazing's shifted. Uh-huh. Um, it seems a little bit more uh, abused now. That When I first moved in, there was a, a lot more growth. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like the bush hog has been used more. Because um, I remember there was a few clumps of ironweed and um, a couple other, uh, like, pokeweed and stuff right out here in the middle of the pasture. Mm -hmm. Now that's not here. Um, so it's, it's, it's certain the management has changed and, and that's just three, four years. Yeah. So to tell me that the habitat's not changing, if somebody tells me the habitat hasn't changed, then I don't pull much weight in what they're having to say because they're blind. Like, it, and, it, and it's, and, and it's, things are changing, but we have to look at it honestly too in the lens of the species that we're managing it. We're not managing this property necessarily for us. It's for our enjoyment. However, in the eyes of a quail, from a perspective standpoint, we need to look at it from their perspective. Oh, my gosh, it's changed. It, it, it's gone from almost, let's say, desert to a jungle, right? The, the scale changes so much when, when you change the perspective and the lens that you look at the property through quail or a turkey pole or just wild turkey or fawn from an adult deer like they interpret things so differently and they're out there on the landscape every single day relying on those features and we're not no we see it on the weekends or we we see it um in the afternoons after work you know whatever we're not as much in tune with it as we'd like to think that we probably are no. that doesn't mean that we can't be and you become more in tune with the property when you actively work it and manage it and change it and disturb it and manipulate it. That's how you know what's happening out there because you are the point of origin of that change. You physically see it because you're the one physically doing it. Uh -huh. And you're doing it for the better yeah. when you're making wise decisions and whatever. So, And to me, when I, when I look at, you know, when we talked about this podcast yesterday... Um, I was talking about I had that same vision when I was moving the cows um, from one paddock mm -hmm. to the next or one pasture to the next pasture um, into the first paddock. And I was trying to look around, and, and that's where the 
irritation comes from my end. So, like, I think for a lot of clients, the irritation they have is that they want to get somewhere, they're just not sure how to, mm-hmm. or they can't see what it's supposed to be, so they get that, ah, I don't, and for us, it's a or, stalling or, me, or a freezing. I'm irritated because I know what needs to be done, I just don't have the stinking time to do it. Yep. And so, like, I rolled into the first paddock. Or it takes growing seasons to, to get change there. it. Right? Yeah. We can't speed up the way the way that God created the growing seasons in whatever area you're in. They are what they are. We just got to respect them and make those management decisions around them. But sometimes you just got to step back and say, okay, time. I just need to give it time mm-hmm. and let it do. But that's not if you haven't done work. Yeah. Right. That's that's if that's after an, an intense. Well, you guys are going through a timber harvest too. That's after an intense harvest. You might need to sit back and say, okay, I need to let it regenerate some before I come back and treat invasives or use prescribed fire, what what have you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just this time thing. Yeah. And for me, it's like Chad and I were like, I want this thing to be pristine and ready to rock. You know, I'd love to see it as amazing. Everything. Every all food plots are done, all roads done by the time we're forty. Mm-hmm. But I'm forty, so that gives me you, you know seven years, eight years, oh, if, six years, seven six years. I, I honestly, when I say that, I'm hopeful to see all the roads done and all the food plots in by the time I'm thirty six, mm-hmm. which gives me two and a half years or two years basically. I think it's achievable. Um, because as soon as the logger rolls out, by golly, food plots are going to be created and roads are going to be created. And that's not too bad. What I'm going to be up against is the time getting enough fuel to start burning. Right. And getting the invasives under wraps that may have been introduced. Following up TSI. Yeah. That's going to take a little time. But the roads and food plots are totally going to be there. But um, So I roll in that first paddock and I see uh, beef steak mint or what's the other Mm -hmm. term people call it. But um, I see this invasive mint all over around the edges, all the shaded areas. And I'm like, got to get that under control. Then I roll out and I see scattered multiflora rows. Okay, got to get this under control. And I'm not just seeing; I'm like visually seeing the UTV spraying that with like a wand. Like how it's I've happening. I've got the wand. Yeah, exactly how it's happening. And then I roll up and I see the the multiflora rows, and I see the basal spraying of that. And then I see this like two month delay and I see the bush hog come through just to help clean it up and get that stuff knocked out so we can mm-hmm. get that new growth to occur. I can get the sunlight to the soil and not have that that kind of garbage setting there. Yeah. And I, I'm seeing all that and ultimately then I can f- snap my fingers and see in my head the water tanks, the poly wire, the cows rotating and I can start hearing the sounds of the insects and the birds who are enjoying it. Buzzing, yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, I know how to get there. Time is what I need on my side. And yep. time is never on our side. So it's like, how, time do, I, is what how, it do, is. I, how do I get there with limited time? And ultimately, one of those big ones is try to move there. Yeah. For right. me, that's because uh, right. I can't take not, not seeing it done. So. Well, and that it, and uh, – you you brought up I guess a good point. I think I'm just had a brain fart and lost it, but um Yeah, totally lost it. Yeah, so I, I had a good one. Uh to me, I'm sure it was. Um <laughs> to me I, I it just like and incorporating the diversity in the pastures. And that's oh. where so many times I want our I, I just wish I could give a landowner my eyes. Uh, that's uh, I do the same thing 
when we're walking like a recreational farm and we're talking about the TSI that needs to happen. Uh, you know, I was telling yeah. like we got these boxes and, and the different categories of, of um, I see the forest and then I say, ooh, but what if 50% of these trees or this this intensity of TSI was applied here? Yeah. And I'm looking up at the canopy. It's almost like I can separate I can remove the trees in my brain and in my eyes and create this image of what it would be like after the TSI or yeah. after a timber harvest. Now, like yeah. that's those trees are left. This is that. So then, okay, to achieve that, it's XXX. Um, we're favoring these and X, removing these and you're applying this and boom, done. But like yeah. I visually can see, even looking at a canopy, what should be gone to create X feature of understory on the ground but I can remove them. That's right. In my brain. Yep. And it's like, ah, take this image, right? I wish I could just, and I've, we both have very photographic memories, but like take this image and, and I just want to take it out of my head and just like put it into yours. See this? Yeah. There we go. That's what we're talking. It's like a kaleidoscope to me, in the future, it's right? It's almost like, okay, I see it. Right click, save as, command, print. Yeah. Okay, now see that? This is what yeah. it's going to be. That's Wouldn't, what you need. We need to get Elon That's Musk. Software. Right? He could do that for us. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think he's too focused on cars and space. Space, yeah. Um, yeah. Satellites. But that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, he I, just needs to focus on the fast internet, so when I move to the farm, yeah, I've yeah. got fast internet. So I can control and print and save, yeah. No, yeah. so I can upload these podcasts. So I, I can need. do the work. So then I can just take pictures of my farm and then share it with our clients. Say, this is what I'm looking for. Right. This is what I did on my west facing slope. This is the intensity. Yeah. Let's replicate. Let's yeah. replicate. And and the reason we share that is is so that people might be able to put themselves in the position of where are you at in the pizza making stage. Where are you at? Can can we help you? If we can, we'd love to do so. But but where are you at and what stages are you lacking to be able to see the end product? Because if you don't see the end product, that means that you don't have a target. And if you don't have a target, you're going to miss it literally every single time. So yeah. if you don't know what you're trying to create visually, you won't create it. That's what I, That was going to be my next point. It's like we're talking about pizza and some guys are going... I thought I was building a burger. What? Can I make a calzone instead? Yeah. No. Yeah. We're making pizza. Which is stromboli? Pizza. No. That yeah. gummit. Side salad. Steaks. Steaks <laughs> are great. But we're Bread talking sticks. about something with lots of ingredients. Yes. We have dough. Fragmentation. We have tomato paste or sauce. We have sausage and pepperoni. Onions. Cheese. Onions and Bell peppers, crushed red peppers, and Parmesan sprinkled on top. There's so much that goes into it. Salt, pepper, um, dip it in ranch. Marinara sauce. All of that. What if we stuffed that crust? You could stuff the crust. Put a little garlic and butter on the crust. Whatever you want to do. Son of a gun. But ultimately, we're creating a fantastic pizza. And so Uh many times, we get to it and it's like, I don't see it. I don't know what to do with this. Right, and, and I so know I should have pepperoni and sausage somewhere here, but where? What do what, I do? What we're building, they think like there's building blocks. Like I'm going to take this building block, I'm going to stack it here. And then yep. when I come back, that building block's there. No, it's not like that. We're trying to basically control something that's ever flowing, ever mm-hmm. changing. It's like trying to change a river or a stream. 
Yep. Just because you walk away doesn't mean the stream stops flowing. It's plants don't stop change. growing. They don't stop dying. That insects don't stop eating and killing. Disease doesn't stop because you stepped away. Yep. You're trying to change the flow of a river. Right. And so we can't stop time and we can't stop the progression. Yeah. We just need to step in and work with it and we need to create that image. But I think the 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 like I said, the take home point of the podcast is where do you fit in the scenario of making it and where where can you see and what do you not see in this progression of managing a property. That's right. How can yeah. how can we help you in whatever stage you're in to see that end goal. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's listening to this podcast. That if so, fantastic. We hope it helps you. You just need that fuel, that encouragement. But wherever you're at, identify where you're at, identify what you're missing, and get the assistance that you need to create five star cuisine pizza. Yeah. So I think Open that flame. honestly Ooh, one of those brick ovens. Brick oven pizza. Hot <laughs> dog. Now we're talking. I'd like it. Yep. That's getting me hungry. One slice, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, I, yeah, I, I I just wish that, and that's one of the enjoyments that we get out of working with landowners who then, you know, not all of them get it out of the gate, but like Will and Rob and PA and, yep. and what they did where it's like, the reason I keep bringing them up is they have the ability to do the timber stuff very quickly. Yeah. So, like, when I told them what the plan was, now they even have a satellite image of the farmer. I'm like, that's what it's supposed to look like. Uh-huh. Like, yep. you can see the clear lines between your property and the neighbors. You can see defined bedding. Yep. Not to say they're not always going to be bedding in there, but that's the that's the draw. That's the magnetic pool During of November bedding. they will be. <laughs> in November, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And then you have food plots. Like, oh, my gosh, I wish every landowner could have the resources. And by that, I mean the, the lumber company or the logger like yeah. Robin Will. And I wish every landowner could, could understand native plants versus non-native invasive plants and how to quickly eradicate them. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to how to reach their goals as quickly as possible without spending with spending the least amount of money possible. And there, there's a ton of properties I'm sitting here waiting, checking checking the aerial photos say, have it up has it updated yet? Has it yeah. updated yet? Because yeah. when it does, it's gonna look good. Uh, I'm good, thinking good, about good, my good. farm like whew, you know, we just had a aerial image done in twenty twenty. Yeah. So I'm like we we'll get this logging done. We might get another about every two to three years. So I'm like, if we can get this logging done quickly. There's a couple that I'm like, it any time now. This has got to, this got to yeah. come through. But yeah, um, we'll we'll be sharing more of those, and we're gonna have some some more, let's say, testimonial client stuff coming up here in the future. But hopefully, this was encouraging and good, and a, a, a fantastic illustration for everyone to learn from. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will catch you next week. 